That was it. That was the particleization of the doc. Say thank you, BB-8. Wow. She's practiced that. <laughs> what? No. I don't know what that is. Is that Star Trek? That's a Battlestar Galactica? Did you hear this bullshit uh, like rumor that they're going to reboot uh, hmm. uh, The Princess Bride? Oh, well, wow. It wasn't even made that long ago. You can't reboot shit that was just made. It's so <laughs> annoying. Inconceivable. Oh, God. I can't believe you just did that. is Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 6, Royal Assassin, chapters 8 through 13, and I'm Rachel, supposedly a rereader. I'm Eli, a rereader. I'm Jenny, a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. I'm Joey, and I'm a first-time audiobook listener. First up is corrections, omissions, and announcements. Uh, I want to thank Jake, uh, Judley Studley, and Touch Snaz, uh, and two other people <laughs> whose reviews I can't see because I don't know how they're to use the internet. They're not there. It's just, it's just, they're just ratings. They're, they're not just ratings reviews. with no names attached. Fine. But to those five people, thank you for giving us five-star reviews on iTunes. That's very helpful. It was our mothers, those two. <laughs> but thanks to the three our people mothers. who commented actual things. Will you be my mother? <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mother didn't do that. I can tell you that my mom would not know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and neither would mine. Yeah. Yeah, no. But to Jake, if you're still actually listening since you said you were going to stop because you didn't want to be spoiled for the Rainwilds, you would not be spoiled for the Rainwilds in these first three books that we're discussing because none of us have read them. Yeah. You're safe. <laughs> it would only be on accident. Yeah. We also have some listener mail from Instagram. Taylor asks what we think about the advice popularized by the Legendarium pod to skip book one now that we've read it. What? How? Terrible idea. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm so anti Why that idea that it blows my mind. Like, it's found it's foundational. You learn so much more about the characters and how they work and their mindsets and their histories. Like... They definitely recap some things in book two, but not at a not level. Okay. You're just missing a lot of the context. Okay You're not. You don't get Galen. Just... I, you seriously think you could just skip yeah. the torture of Galen? No, thank you. Right. Or, I mean, like yeah, you, it's you get. He describes it a yeah. lot. No nosy. But, like no Smithy. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I could. We I, think like the whole and, Mountain yeah, Kingdom. No, they are wrong. It's not okay. Sorry, Legendary. You're wrong. You have to read book one. Uh, also from Instagram, Allison asked if we will be reading the short stories and in what order are we planning on reading the books? Uh, my answer is yes, uh, provided that we can get our hands on all of the short stories. Um, a couple of, because a, a bunch of them are in anthologies, uh, which might be difficult for us to get our hands on, but we are trying. Uh, and also the reading order is going to be in published order. Uh, and I posted that on the website. So you can reference that as well. Is it the same Other... order that's on the Robin Hobb website with the like pretty I map? Think, I think fundamentally, yeah. I don't know if the if her website graphic has the short stories on it. Does it? 
Mm, I just I, don't think I just right. wedged them in there sure. according to their published date. You know, I totally said that. Now I'm like, does it? I don't know. I haven't looked. I'm going to pull it up. If you hear keys clacking, it's... I just remember that one of the things I hadn't read, either the ship books or the Rain Wilds, was four books instead of three. And I was like, what? That's, That's Rain Wilds. Rain Wilds is four. Because yeah. they're wild. Mm. They just can't be tamed. Is that, the, is that like a rainforest or something? I don't know. It's next to the Never Pharaoh Desert. Is it, is, it, is it like the Pharaoh <laughs> Desert where they keep pyramids? <laughs> I bet you there's pyramids. No, she, the short stories are not on the that map that she has. Other housekeeping, uh, if you're wondering what chapters to read for the next episode, we announced them at the end of the episodes, but before the spoiler section. And if you missed that, you can always find them in the episode description on the Podbean site. So that's it. That's all for announcements. Uh, and just to get us started, I just want to re- reiterate that I, a rereader, have clearly and obviously forgotten how forged ones work. And I just want to acknowledge that. Well, I was listening to our last episode and I said some stuff and that compared to what I just read for this episode has, uh, it's just, it's truly mind boggling how much I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, that's why I said like, cause that's why I was talking about how Fitz seems really unable to accept Faraday's theories because he's like, well, they I can't sense them with my wit, so that means that they just are solos and there's nothing going on. But like, there's clearly something going on, even if it's not them specifically. Doing right, it. but I 100% do not remember what it is. All right, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> on to the plot summary. Go on. <laughs> Chapter eight is called "The Queen Awakes." The prologue is uh, a song called "The Vixen Queen's Hunt," which is, was written to celebrate the events of this chapter, uh, and I imagine it is a bit of a sad song. So, riled up after the Forged One's attack, a hunt is organized. Verity broods over his people killing each other and how wrong he feels that is, even though that is currently Fitz's whole job. But Ket Rickon saves the day by making a speech that reorients the hunt as a mercy mission, a sourful task that ends up gaining her many admirers. And afterwards, they tend and burn the bodies of the fallen Forged and have a kind of like a, a memorial dinner. And then that night, Shade calls on Fitz, and Shade is like really energized by Ket Rickon's energy and her queenly manner and uh, at first Fitz is disapproving but it, it actually begins to rub off on him but then it ru- but then Slink sort of ruins the moment by choking and puking everywhere on a food basket <laughs> that had been left for Lady Time and they realized there had been a poisoning attempt and obviously it must be Regal so Fitz gets paranoid that Regal is making attempts on the people he cares about never mind that Lady Time is not a person at all so he goes to check on Molly <laughs> by standing around in her bedroom at night which is a real intruder fear that I have. So thanks for that. And Fitz is so relieved and happy to actually be talking to Molly after he, you know, scares her to death by waking her up that he babbles at her and tells her that he loves her, which side note for me seems way too fast, but okay. And then they make out a little. They make out a little and then stop making out. And then stop making out. Teenagers. First rule of making out, you don't stop. (laughs) Thanks. Well, that's their, like, you know, first consensual kiss, not like, I'm going to kiss you in the hallway without asking first. Stolen (laughs) kiss. But prefaced with, I'm going to stand around in your room at night and stare at you a little bit. And be creepy. (laughs) Yeah. 
Does Fitz get a creepy rating in this ch- <laughs> in this section? Yeah. You know, mm. he's been hanging out with his homie a little too much, I think. <laughs> he's been in the walls too long. Uh, so what do you guys think about uh, Ketrickin's speech and the hunt? I think and... that's when I like Ketrickin the most. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this, she, sure. I was like she knows her shit. She's, she's turning this shit around. I think it's the first time that the monarchy has done really anything significant in terms of having a direction useful to yeah to fight i think it's the first sort of public thing that they've done because obviously verity is doing stuff just no one knows about it so i think it's it's something that they need like kerrigan shows like a lot of competency in this and they should embrace that more and let her do that instead of trying to just keep her inside yeah where she has to embroider sheets and whatever well we've just seen her like she wants to do this it's like we were introduced to her as this really strong person who like tried to fucking poison and murder Fitz because she thought he was an assassin and then we went to seeing her as this really meek person so it was nice to get to see her being strong and showing her power and her intelligence and all that and it's sad that they just like go right back to like not letting her do anything. Yeah. It's like, hopefully. She just showed all of the skill and strength and leadership, and then you're like, well, let's just shove her back inside and send her back to yeah, her. Yeah, we're going to give her some fine. garden. That'll be great. They would, though, you know. I also they like would. that Burrich is, is like, immediately like, here's Soft Step, the horse that you're not supposed to be riding. I saddled it for you in pretty, in pretty leathers. Get on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Regal is particularly frustrating in this. Well, so is Verity. They're both frustrating. Yeah, Verity is... He needs a slap. But Regal is just He was in bitch mode there. for sure. When he's all like, what are we going to do? I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. He just doesn't want... He doesn't want to... He wants everyone to leave him alone. He doesn't like want to go out and make speeches. And he doesn't feel that he should or could be like influencing how people are acting and feeling by even though that's all he's doing right right yeah well it's like it's like well he's not going to skill his own people i guess i mean because he could have he could have just all skilled them to make them stop love me yeah it's it's like he's playing a video game and he thinks he can just pause and (laughs) yeah well i also think he definitely has like a little bit of a i don't know inferiority complex just with respect to you know he's not chivalry yeah for sure chivalry would go and would go and make these speeches and it'd be fine but he like never was groomed to do that and never got the opportunity so he feel like he always just sort of steps back because he doesn't know what to do he does however redeem himself a little bit because he bitch slaps regal (laughs) (laughs) did chivalry have skill powers well deserved Yes, yes, they yes. Both like did. more powerful or less powerful than Verity. Same. I don't. I don't so know. More they... or equal? Yeah. I just don't. I don't recall. Well, we don't learn a lot about chivalry other than just other people talking. Verity about said we know he that was they like were trampling. Together. He said his skill was like being trampled by a horse. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I think it's very similar to Fitz's strength. It's just that he had a little bit more control over it because he wasn't taught by Galen, who sucks. As we learned several more times in this section. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I want to go back to the bitch slap because that was pretty great. And 
well deserved and well super well deserved but also like why did Fitz look away (laughs) (laughs) like wouldn't you want to replay that in your mind you know yeah but if Regal if Regal knew that he saw it it would probably be another murder mission for him (laughs) you know like that little fuck he saw me get bitch slapped by my brother like have a basket it's full of muffins (laughs) I like that they make a point of saying, he's like, I did hear something very like the crack of an open-handed blow to a man's face. <laughs> I'm like... But it could have been something else. <laughs> what about Slink? Are we... Are... Poor Slink. Oh, I was, like, real bummed when I thought he was going to die there for a second. And I'm like, my God. Like, no, there's been so much animal loss already. So I'm glad... <laughs> and he's our podcast mascot. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. that he just, you know, puked it up and kept on rolling. Like any <laughs> like any proper party animal. Just keep yeah. it going. <laughs> he's fine. Blech. But I, I like I like that he handed him straight to Fitz and then he puked all over Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should have a weasel taste tester yeah. to test for. Is that his job? Foods. No. I think his job don't is think so. a weasel. Yeah. <laughs> He's just greedy and eating shit that's lying around. Yeah. Like, he did it to like animals do. Hmm. Really with the ice again? Well, hold on, hold on. I've got a plastic straw. I feel like that's an improvement. It is. <laughs> so you're only gonna get a little bit of it. You're only gonna get a little. Uh, let's go. Let's talk about uh, the confession to Molly that <sighs> that he loves her, that she's his beloved. Use you, Mr. Farseer. That word is not correct. <laughs> um anyway. Table he lap. doesn't know that yet. Shut um, up with Molly. Because it's like she's like, oh, uh, like, go away, go away. We're not supposed to be seen together, but also let's let's kiss. I mean, like, she's clearly they're clearly attracted to each other, but I just don't feel this like I love you. I love you too. Thing. How are they like barely? barely, They're babies. uh, It's they're baby. It's yeah. I mean, you know, I I know they spent a lot of time together, like before, you know, like in town and stuff. But like not that much time. Like he went like several months without seeing her all the time. Yeah. Well, it and didn't think about her at all. That's my problem. Like (laughs) I feel like he spends whole chapters not thinking about her at all, and then all of a sudden it's like it's a Molly chapter. Yeah. <laughs> and it, she just feels disconnected from everything else. She does feel me. disconnected. I mean, I know that she's working for patients, but in all other ways, his life is a web. And instead of being connected to that web, Molly feels like something else, like another web or a bird on a branch. She's just at the web. Doesn't feel like as developed of a character to me. And I think on this reread especially, like, I'm just sort of finding her extraneous. I feel like the first, I feel like the first time I read it, I, I liked her more because I feel like I was supposed to like her because, you know, she's whatever. And I mean, she's, she's mouthy and like, yeah, like opinions and she doesn't, and she's not cowed by him, which is right. good. So I feel like I, I liked her because of that, but now I'm just like, well, you're kind of useless and I don't know why you're here. 
What, what do you think, Ashley, new reader, new reader perspective? So, Rachel, what you said about her not being a part of the web, I feel like that could be purposeful and, like, the fact that she's not a part of all of this other web and that's maybe what is good for Fitz. But then I'm kind of on mm-hmm. the Jenny bus as well where it's like she's just this fucking, like, side piece character. She just is there. <laughs> she's not really offering us much at this point. I don't know if she's going to start getting into more stuff now that they're, we'll talk about this later, but they get more involved with each other. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, it just seems like an infatuation because they're both lonely inside of this big place and that's about it. And they're, they're teenagers. They're like young little babies. Yeah. And that's what teenagers do when they're 15 and 16, 17. They're like, Oh, I love you. And it's like, no, you don't actually probably. Just not. Horny. Right. It's like, it's, a, it's that kind of deep infatuation. Yeah. They're horny. I mean, it's okay to be horny. It's all right. Except she's basic. I don't think she's basic. She's basic. I think she's basic. She's been through some shit. She had an alcoholic, abusive father. She basically ran yeah, their she business. she has a lot of potential. She had to hustle when he died. She outlived the Forged Ones. Like, she has some really strong things about her, but when yeah, it comes like, to her not only is fits, she working for patients, she's also selling candles on the side, trying to make extra money. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, Molly's a very capable person, and she's she is, like, a, you know, she has... She does have personality. She does have, like, I just don't feel like we get enough of it for me to, like, really... Yeah. So that's where I'm wondering, like, are we going to see her get developed more? Is she going to have... Get in the web as opposed to being this, like, side piece situation? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Joey, any last thoughts? I just think, um... I want to know if there's any, um, Molly fans out there, like, who think (laughs) she is probably, like, the best character in the books. That's all. Yes, Molly fans, write to us. Explain. explain to make us a case. <laughs> make a case for make Molly. Make a case for Molly because nobody else is. Well. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's not fair of us. But yeah, you're right. I mean, like she has all of this, all these abilities and like she wants to start her own business. But I feel like all of that is like completely secondary to this weird obsession that Fitz just has with like her skirts and like her ankles and her, her smells. It's wrong. It's just bad. It's, when has a man too... ever been excited about way too much fabric blocking him from a girl's vagina? <laughs> like that's what I don't understand. He's like the skirts, the skirts. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. they're in the way. Yeah, I agree. They're hiding her figure. You can't see her. You cannot get to her. It's basically like a chastity belt. Fuck that fabric. <laughs> All right, chapter nine. Oh, but wait, I do need to comment the very last sentence of that chapter when they kiss. Oh. So finally I kissed her in the moment of that kiss somewhere near the buck keep. A wolf lifted his voice with <laughs> said every hound to bang and every dog to barking in a chorus that rang against the brittle night sky. Oh, fuck, that's romance novel material. That was rough. Woo. That oh. was bu- that was the equivalent of like buck keep fire. That, that was so bad. <laughs> oh lord. Yeah, I was I was definitely trying not to mention that. All right, glad you did. <laughs> Chapter nine: Guards and Bonds. The prologue is one of Fitz's future writings, uh, and this one is basically all in support of oral traditions and journeyman learning, uh, which is like via doing rather than like learning through books. And uh, this basically just cements Fitz as definitely not a Hermione. 
So knowing that any public affection for Molly could put her at risk, Fitz resolves to avoid Molly, even though he definitely doesn't want to because he is, I'm guessing, 17-ish at this point. Uh, And he's got a girl on his mind and he's just being that, you know, he's being a teen boy. So he goes to visit Patience because obviously he's a spy and that's his instinct. And Patience talks about how Ketrick did her speech and how uh, she seems really great at being queen. And she comes off really bitter uh, because, like, Ketrickin is fulfilling that kind of queenly role that, like, Queen Constance had. And, like, Patience never really had a chance to be queen, but she also was queen in waiting for a long time and never really achieved anything like what Ketrickin is doing. Um, And so while she's kind of talking about all of that, Fitz is preoccupied with thoughts on how to make the room safer. (laughs) Uh, Because he, again, is, is thinking, like, people are coming after the people that he care about cares about and obviously molly is a maid for patients so she's in the room a lot so i think that's really driving that preoccupation uh so while he's doing that patients kind of grabs him and tells him that regal can't be trusted which makes fitz laugh it's like a real like <laughs> lol moment uh but during that he realizes that like finally he realizes that patients she's in buckkeep for fitz to watch over him uh, which it's always been like a mystery to Fitz, like why Patience is there. Uh, and then Lacey is also revealed to be some kind of Alfred Pennyworth type character and that she trained with Hod and can like kill people with uh, knitting needles. So that's cool. I love Afterwards, Fitz... <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, Fitz goes to the kitchens and we learn that Burge's dog, Vixen, has died. But mm-hmm. more pressing to Fitz is the fact fact that Ketrickin is missing uh, and he eventually finds her walking the road to Buckkeep Town in an attempt to find Verity. Uh, Ketrickin is lonely and sad that her husband is not emotionally available to her and she yells about her sex life for a while and Fitz dies inside <laughs> and then upon their return to Buckkeep Fitz berates the guards for letting the queen go out alone and Molly sees him assisting Ketrickin. So that chore over, Fitz attends Burrich at Vixen's funeral pyre. And finally, after that, he goes to visit Cub. And they wrestle in the snow for a while, and it's really, really cute. But inevitably, Fitz starts thinking about how the wit is wrong. But Cub disagrees. Because Cub is right, and he's the best. There's just a lot of chores in this, epi- in this <laughs> episode, this, this chapter. Yeah. Um... Poor Vixen. Poor I Vixen. know, that was so sad. That's Nosy's mom. And, like, Burrich is drinking and obviously wants to be alone, and people think he's overreacting over the dog, but, you know, we know that he was definitely bonded to Vixen. So, mm-hmm. it's taken it real hard. Mm. Still a hypocrite, but I feel better. Still a hypocrite, but... <laughs> <laughs> And you know, Fitz does I'm the just waiting for them to have that conversation, cutting cutting his hair off and offering it to the fire. Which mm. I'm surprised, like they have any hair left because they were cutting hair off for all the forged ones. So they're all just hairless. It's a bad just, haircut town. Very they just cut <laughs> one off, I think, for the forged ones. Um, I like the 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 part that Fitz found shocking was that Birch was drinking during the day. Yeah. <laughs> Birch is like clearly the biggest drug in the world, <laughs> except for Molly's dad. Well, well, well it's, yeah, true. very similar, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Birch is clearly much more high functioning, high functioning yes. alcoholic. Um, it's a good sound effect. 
I did like the conversation between Fitz and Patience where it's like, I need to tell you something. There's bad people here. And he's like, yeah, no shit, I came to tell you there's bad people here. Uh. <laughs> like, more subtly, because I'm not supposed to tell you, but thanks for yeah. right. just well, he's, putting it he's out like, there. like, totally underestimating Patience and Lacey. He thinks that they're just two, like, doddering Dose. old women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go Lacey. Lacey's the best apprentice of Hod of all time. Isn't Hod training all of the soldiers? Yeah. Yeah. Like all of That's them. That's Hod's job. She's like the head fighter trainer. And then Blade is like the head of the guard. And Lacey's just awesome. And Lacey's just another secret assassin another in a book full of secret assassins. <laughs> I don't Fitz know. He's only a mediocre assassin. assassin. Yeah, he's yeah. C plus. <laughs> Fitz is good at poisoning people. He's just not good at fighting. Public assassin. Listed on the website assassin. (laughs) Like he thought he was being so sneaky getting into Molly's room and then Molly's like, you made so much noise with the lock. Yeah, she's like, I've been awake the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, your breathing was like you were sleeping. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) You You know. I'm asleep. Uh, I also feel really bad for Kat Rickin because she she's just kind of yo-yoing. She's having like good moments where like the people are admiring her, but she can't get her husband to pay any attention to her, and Harry. she's not going to be fulfilling the role of mother anytime soon if her husband won't. Wait, do does the Skill thing. fuck with dick energy? Is that is that what's going on? Well, <laughs> dick, dicks don't skill. It's like skills like heroin. So it's like he's not getting it up. No, it's more like he's just not interested yeah. in her. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm sure the skill is a factor. But... I just don't, like, let her go down and oversee the ships. Like, why is this a problem? Why can't she go look why, at the ships? Why can't why she just, like, with... be there and, like, standing in a corner and looking? But, like, she's fucking not allowed at all. It's so stupid. Like, I don't know why Fitz did, like, okay, fine, you don't want her going by herself. But, like, accompany her to the ships, Fitz. I know. It's like the ships are like you know, not for women's eyes or something. Like, oh, also Ned or Cub shows up in this chapter, right? He like Yeah, right at the stalks, end. But he like stalks them along the way. Yeah, and he, she's like, What's that? Is that a wolf? He's like, No. No, not a wolf at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's definitely not a wolf. And then he's like, How did you get out? And he keeps of course spacing out. And then people are like, Fitz, 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 Fitz. Hello. Hey. I'm like, sorry, I'm talking to my Oh, wolf. I do have something that I want to say about so when Fitz goes to Caddy and they're talking, last week I brought up the fact that, like, does she know that Regal was the one who poisoned and did all the shit in um, Mountain Town, which I can't think yeah. of right now. That's yeah, and so this clarifies that, that she does, because Fitz is talking to her and he's like, have you so swiftly forgotten who tried to topple Verity from the throne in your own Mountain Kingdom? Would he hesitate to plot here as well? So mm-hmm. she does know that it was, that Regal's a bad guy. Well, I think that just shows how lonely she is, that she's like, well, Regal's better than no one. I guess. Girl, stop being dumb. <laughs> yeah. Her life is very lonely in those castles. <laughs> Makes me sad for her. Oh, yeah. Kitty makes it sound like she's a party girl. Kitty. Hey, Kitty. Hey. Shall we move on to chapter 10 since it's a big one? Sure. Yes. So chapter 10 is called Fool's Errand. 
Uh, and this chapter is all over the place, so please bear with me. The intro is all about how Galen was a stupid fuck-up who fucked everything up. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and, like, and now there is no skill at Buckkeep. It's just Verity and some fucking useless uh, coterie uh, people who can, no one can communicate with. So Fitz is teaching the cub to hunt by running with him in his dreams, which is a very new thing that is now introduced to us and glossed over. But I, I feel like mind melding with an animal while you're sleeping shouldn't work. But Fitz is more rested than ever. Wandering the castle, Fitz encounters a group of guards in Cat Rick and cosplay. And it turns <laughs> out that they started a Queen's Guard and it's Fitz's fault. Uh, and they give him the job of going to Verity and explaining it all. When he's not stalking Molly, Fitz is worrying about the Queen and her continuing isolation. And so, like, one day he's walking through the castle and while brainstorming over that problem in the hallway, Fitz encounters the Fool, who has his own ideas about what Fitz should be spending all of his brain power on. And the quote, the quote I, I pulled is, is that a riddle or a serious question? And then the Fool says yes. <laughs> the, the Fool thinks Fitz... Yeah. The fool thinks Fitz should be thinking more about the skill and people who skill and the elderlings and less about anything else. The fool bids Fitz to recite the six wise men go to Jompe Town rhyme, which is six wise men went to Jompe Town, climbed a hill and never came down, turned to stone and flew away, and then he forgot the rest. This encounter goes on for a while and eventually Fitz gets really tired of the fool's shit and he's just not feeling like quick-witted. So, and Equally frustrated with Fitz, the fool begins to tease Fitz by making up a crude song and giving Fitz more advice via the rhyme warnings. Uh, and it, it's sort of like in the guise of like a love song. Uh, and then people, random people in the keep uh, start like stopping and watching the whole spectacle. And then the song gets even more ribald. And the fool can't resist making a spectacle that overshadows his words. So there's some... No homo-inducing <laughs> stuff from the fool, uh, including, including yeah, hand-holding, uh, getting down on one Ooh. knee, a kissy face, and finally some snowy white butt cheeks. The fool ends it all by announcing that Lady Time is dead, <laughs> and then Fitz, Fitz is just like totally outplayed, and he just stands there embarrassed and confused and thinking about this love song and pondering why Shade let Lady Time die, and then the fool kind of leaves... And then Fitz runs into Regal, and Regal's just kind of like being a dick. And immediately, uh, Cub at the, you know not not Nidus at this point, but Cub is like, "Kill it, kill it, kill it!" <laughs> Which I think is really Agreed. funny. Uh, and then during this kind of encounter, while he's talking to Regal, uh, a woman yells out, "Fitz chivalry!" It turns out that it's Molly, and like then. Fitz turns to Molly, and they have this whole like encounter with each other right in front of Regal, which is stupid. Right? Uh, finally, Fitz visits Catrican because that was like the whole point of his uh, <laughs> thought process. This is the beginning of the chapter. <laughs> they talk for a while. Catrican tries to teach Fitz to meditate, during which Fitz concludes that Catrican has the wit and completely fails to meditate. Their conversation turns to the scented candles in Catrican's chamber, and Fitz learns that it's Regal who told Catrican about Molly's candles, which is like a huge red alert yep. for Fitz. Fitz is growing more and more alert to all the various dangers around him, thinking that if Ketrickin is witted, who else could be? So there's no more dream hunting, Fitz. That, there's a lot. There's a lot. I'm surprised she didn't describe the fool's, you know, bare buttocks even more. She just says they're shockingly pale. <laughs> <laughs> Lily I'm going to assume hairless. 
<laughs> Definitely. I just, I think that I, personally, I feel like the fool was doing all of that because it gave something people, it gave people something to look at instead of listening to what he was saying to Fitz. Right, but I also don't I mean like the fool's very capable uh, of finding a private place to talk to Fitz <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he right. didn't so I feel like the embarrassment was also key like he wanted to like burn it into Fitz's brain exactly it was fun yeah, having yeah fun. he was just being a yeah, dick I felt I did feel bad for Fitz I was like oh this is supposed to be his friend and he's being a jerk I know he's very upset after that. He's like, I thought the fool was friends with me, and now he's just making fun yeah, of me, and I don't know if that's do like that? a fun thing or a not fun thing. Yeah. Well, it's... I thought he was a little irrationally upset about. Thank it, you. Though. I thought so too. I was like, this is how it's like. You've never. You've... He's made fun of you before, <laughs> and he used to like when he made fun of him. Yeah. Not a thing. Now he's like, now it's upsetting me. It's all fun and games till you show your butt. <laughs> <laughs> he was just very confused by that, really. He's like, mm, let's think about this. Is that a kitty cat? <laughs> yes. Get, get out of here, kitty. Kitty cats are welcome on here. the pod. We are not. We are not bonded. <laughs> you guys. Uh, so oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to sort of read some of the stuff that he was saying. Um. He says, bastard princeling fits my sweet. You waste your hours to your own defeat. You work to stop. You strive to refrain when all your efforts should go to a gain. Why does a farseer look never afar? Why dwells he completely in things as they are? Your coasts are besieged, your people beset. I warn and I urge, but they all say, not yet. Oh, bastard <laughs> princeling gentle fits. Will you delay until chopped to bits? Will fate seduce you to her will? Not if you struggle with all your skill. Summon your allies, locate the trained, consummate all from which you've refrained. There's a future not yet fashioned, founded by your fiery passions. If you use your wits to win, you'll save the duchies for your kin. Thus begs a fool on bended knee. Let not a darkness come to be. Let not our peoples go to dust when life in you has placed this trust. And then, of course, he says, and if you choose to let this pass, let so much farting from your ass. Behold my reverence for thee. Feast eyes on what men seldom see. And that's when he pulls out his booty. <sighs> Quote, okay. they were shockingly pale. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I'd never really, I, I prefer, I prefer the fool later. That's all. <laughs> what do you mean later? No spoilers. I'm not spoiling. I just, I just, I'm just, I, I just, I don't believe he just sat there and improv all that. I feel like. Well, no, no. like, let's talk about yeah. it. These very, are clear, these are clear, clear directions. Yeah, he didn't just, like, come up with this shit on the fly. Like, it's like, yeah. He had rough drafts. <laughs> he practiced, like, eventually that tumble is going to exasperate me so much that I'm going to have to sing to him, so I will write something. I mean, I feel like he could have done that in private. And the impact. Look, maybe the fool wanted a little so. attention for himself. Maybe he just wanted right. to put on a show that day. But I think he was talking to Fitz about this stuff, and Fitz wasn't paying any attention. Mm-hmm. And I think even if he took him off into like a private room and was like, "Hey, listen to me, you moron. Here's my ass." <laughs> well, that's the same, right? Because he know he's telling him, "I know that you're distracted by these other things, right?" Name so me, let me bring all Molly your attention and... to me. Yeah. He didn't have time for the fool. Maybe he, maybe the fool had been trying to hang out with him, but Fitz has been 
preoccupied with other things like Cub and Molly. Which is why if you use your wits capitalized to win. (laughs) How do you think he uh, indicated the capitalized W? A wink, for sure, because winks are creepy. A wink. (laughs) (laughs) With a whole wits. That or a groin thrust, one or the other. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. It's shocking if he when to me it's shocking when the fool gets like sexual. Sexual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's down there? It's like, All right, chapter eleven. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a Barbie. Well, do we want to talk about? Do yeah. we want to talk about uh, Ketrickin and the and the meditating and? Sure. Uh, yeah. I I agree with Fitz. I just agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I can't meditate either, but you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's interesting that, like, she, you know, she does clearly have some, you know, wit power, and, like, so does he, but, like, they use it very differently. Yeah. She's like, this is peaceful and lovely, and, like, yeah, she's you know, passive. like, I'm, I'm connected to all these things, and it's great, and he's just like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> this is not how I use this at all. More That's evidence that the wit stuff might probably come from the mountain side of Very yeah. true. his heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hello. What's the... Yeah, sorry. She, has... she agreed. <laughs> Strongly. Um, but we're not talking yeah. about cats. We're talking about lone wolves mm. in chapter, chapter 11. 11. Mm. <laughs> Good segue. Uh and nice. Uh, oddly enough, this does somewhat relate to Joey's um, question about the fool because we discuss again how the fool is a mystery, including all of those gender-related things that Fitz focuses way too much time on. Um, and whether or not he could see into the future, he did manage to sway many of them to help him shape it as he saw fit. Um, so Fitz tries to enact his plan to leave Cub somewhere and not bond with him because he's (laughs) an idiot um so he takes cub to the man den with the mice and i do love that scene because he's just like mouse (laughs) (laughs) um and he intends to leave him there to teach himself to hunt cub is not impressed and tries to tries to trick fitz into letting him go back with him fitz is adamant that they are not pack and he repels cub to make him stay which only hurts himself as he heads back he is promptly attacked by forged ones, who basically decide he's what's for dinner. They are chowing down on his tender shoulder meat, and Fitz is doing his best to fight them off, but then Cub comes to the rescue, and Fitz levels up to a feral fighting mode and bites back. They win, even with Fitz only having lame cow's teeth, which uh, gets pointed cow's out. Cow's teeth. Ned-Eyes <laughs> uh, reveals his true name to him, and they properly bond, finally, as if anything else is ever going to happen, because it's a stupid... Um, Fitz then heads back to the keep to see Verity. He tells him about the forged ones and Verity says he already knew and he tries to suggest again that they have some kind of strategy or pattern and as usual, Fitz refuses to entertain the thought. Verity hints that he knows something of the wit bond but he doesn't really say much about it. Um, They talk about Catrickin and her guard and Fitz suggests that Verity gift her with the Queen's Garden which Verity agrees to but he's like, I don't have time for that. You tell her. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he gives Fitz the task of finding out more about the elderlings and the skilled and looking for other skilled ones because Fitz brings that up after uh, the fool's lovely song. Night eyes, he corrected me. My mother named me Night Eyes. I was the last of my litter to get my eyes open. Aww. Aww. I'm so glad I don't have to remember to call him Cub anymore. <laughs> Night eyes. Night eyes. Yay. Uh, He's my favorite. Yeah, Rachel was like, wait until you get to Night Eyes. And I was like, I don't... Rachel! <laughs> I thought it was like... I thought the fool had like a... There was like a black version of the fool or something. <laughs> I didn't like, know Zelda, I like in Zelda? <laughs> it's like Link yeah. and Dark Link. Or... I was like, who's this Night Eyes guy? <laughs> the best character. Best character. Um... So what do we think about the... Just the, another forged one fight... It got gruesome. They're cannibals now. This shit is getting intense. Got them bitey. Yes. The fact that he just straight is like, no, brother, I'm going to eat you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, like, what do you want? Meat. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm the meat. Okay. They're like, no, no, you're not getting it. We see more Fitz berserk mode. I felt really bad for Night Eyes because like Fitz like is repelling him, right? And it's very much like... Like go, like you know, like Arya throwing the rocks at, at oh, you know, yeah. Arya, kind of like it's just it's really sad. And then he immediately leaves and gets you know almost killed by these forged ones. And Night Eyes is like brother, I brother. am here. When he calls and him brother, like, oh, I'm just like it, it makes me think of Arrested Development when <laughs> brother, <laughs> <laughs> brother. Yeah. <laughs> the narrator gives the the gives night eyes this really like like almost like 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 dangerously whispery voice <laughs> like um i'm coming oh brother. my god i'm going to have to pull this up and listen <laughs> to There's it a little, little slithering in there <laughs> i'm coming for you i'm coming like he's some sort of vampire <laughs> other what? kin What's the voice for Mouse when he gets excited? Mouse! Mouse! Mouse. (laughs) I don't recall. I like how he tries to talk to them first. What do you want? You want my cloak? You want my mittens? (laughs) I like that he's wearing mittens. (laughs) (laughs) Mittens. Not gloves. And then they're they're like, what do you want? Meat. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I got that. Got some right. mice over here. So, as, as as Eli said, he goes into berserk mode because Fitz doesn't know how to fight like a person. No, Fitz. <laughs> he's he's just a like, Fitz is constantly dragging yeah. dogs who fall in love with him <laughs> to do his bidding and just save his ah. little fucking ass, and it's so annoying. <laughs> like if dogs didn't exist, this kid would have died for fucking ever ago. <laughs> It makes sense to me that he's a berserker because it's like I can't imagine a guy like Fitz actually like doing anything well from like fighting and using his mind. <laughs> he just has to like jock it out, you know. Just like he's got to go full jock, full yeah, tank. Yeah. He's a scrappy fighter. So it, 
He's a button masher. Yeah, he's like, bye, BBBA. I left flesh in the mouth of that first attacker, but tear myself free, I did. That I recall. The rest is not so clear. I cannot put it in order. I broke off my knife in the young one's ribs. I recall a thumb gouging into my eye and the snap when I dislocated it from its socket. Locked in a struggle with one, another pounded me across the shoulders with his stick until I managed to turn his mate to meet the blow. I don't recall I felt the pain of that pounding, and the torn flesh at my neck seemed but a warm spot where blood flowed. I had no sense of damage to myself it's like he just kind of like leaves his body and starts i mean in my head it's it's just like is is he like yeah is he just like (laughs) turning really fast with his arms out and And also tornadoing he's like the descriptions when he was biting through the guy's neck like i always i every single time i've read this i've thought that night eyes was doing it and Night Eyes was uh, doing it, but he was yeah. doing it as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Well, they, like, had merged into, like, a single consciousness, and so they were both attacking as wolves do. I thought it was a little right. gross, though, when he says, I knelt suddenly forward in the snow to spit out beard hairs and then to vomit. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, he's gonna vomit. Yeah. Mm, he's got people gross. in his mouth. But I do like that they bond afterwards, finally. <laughs> you know. It's like, all right, I guess, I guess we're bonded. Uh, like, it's, you know, like, they already, I mean, they weren't officially, but they already were. Like, when he repels him and he's, like, walking away and he's like, I, it's not physical pain, but that's the best way I can describe it. It's just this, like, raw, horrible thing. I'm like, that's because, like, you're basically already bonded. Yeah. And then that quote, one of the, one of my uh, fave quotes is a wolf is not meant to hunt alone i think they say that three or four times in this chapter mhm wolf night eyes needs and then of course fitz can't go and get any kind of help because he's afraid <laughs> people will notice that he has all of these like wolf teeth marks yeah. he's like i can't go to Burridge because he'll know immediately fuck <laughs> oh fitz as, was anybody else worried that his like body was going to get like gangrene? Yeah, I. Because <laughs> he yeah, wasn't. I mean, he got pretty fucked up. I mean, that, those are some pretty. Bad I mean, he is a he's wounds. a werewolf already. Biting him won't <laughs> won't do anything. Anytime I'm reading a book and it says, "Oh, I've got a wound. I'll clean it later." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Fitz is very lucky. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, well, later on, he say like, I do not deserve for these wounds. To yeah, be yeah. Well yes. uh, let's go back to the Forged Ones having a strategy, because honestly, I just don't understand what's going on. Like, I'm with Fitz. I don't remember the Forged Ones having a strategy, and yet they are all seemingly converging on Bucky. Right. Perhaps it's something in their forged coding. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, we don't know. We still don't know how they become forged. We don't know what's happened to them. We don't know if they've been given some forged mission and it's, they're just like kind of zombie walking slowly to get there. Like we don't, we just don't know enough about it. So it's like, they could be going for a reason. I mean, I would my my hunch now is like all of the forged ones are all supposed to be going to Buckkeep so that the red ships can come and raid Buckkeep and all of the forged ones will also act on their behalf. So and like help mm-hmm. them out with the raid. I don't know. I don't know. 
I um, would love to tell you either way, but I don't remember. <laughs> no, this is the thing. It's like I remember, I remember a lot, and I remember how forged ones are created, but I don't. That, I remember it, what's used to create them. I don't remember anything else. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> wh- how do I not? Apparently, I guess what's when you find that out, other more exciting things must be happening <laughs> because I just don't remember. Um, I do also want to talk about Verity uh, sort of half acknowledging the wit. He does uh, it a lot in this section. Yeah, yeah in this section. But it he starts says, here. In this particular one, um, he says, I can't, I, uh, uh, Verity sighed. Well, keep it clean. I suppose you know as well as any how to keep an injury clean. Next time you go out, remember this and go prepared always. There may not always be one to step in and aid you. I yes. came to a slow stop on the stairs. Verity continued down. I took a deep breath. Verity, I asked quietly, how much do you know about this? Less than you do, he said jovially, but more than you think I do. You sound like the fool, I said bitterly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. He's another one who has a great understanding of aloneness and what it can drive a man to do. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do I do like that Verity seems to have at least a very strong suspicion, if not direct knowledge, and doesn't really seem to care. He doesn't seem to care, no. and we see more of that in the next chapter or the last one where... It's the chapter Yeah, 15. where there's just this kind of trust thing happening, and he's like, I don't really need you to tell me more. I'm just gonna go with it. All That's right, why I he... like Verity. Yeah, Verity has some high highs and some low lows in this section. <laughs> uh, are we good for that? Can we move on to chapter 12? Yeah. Eli, anything? Mm, I'm good. Okay. <clears throat> Chapter 12 is Tasks. The intro is about the demoralizing nature of the Red Ship Raids on Buckkeep and how enduring a losing conflict sucks. So, <laughs> Fitz brings news of the garden from Verity to Ketrickin while she is attended by her ladies. Ketrickin is ecstatic over the news and insists everyone just drop everything and go to the garden to view it, even though the weather outside is really, really shit. Fitz feels really badly about the entire situation uh, because he thinks that he's really setting Ketrickin up for further heartache by making her, allowing her to believe that it was Verity's idea and that Verity is giving this to her as some sort of peace offering. Um, So he's in a funk and he's wandering around for a while. He tries eating dinner with Burge and Hans, but isn't really feeling it. And then Cub invites him out uh, and Fitz is there. Immediate text back. So (laughs) while tending to Night Eyes' injuries from the previous... uh, forged one incident the um night eyes tells fitz that he saw more forged ones ranging close by even though they just had their hunt um there's some more agonizing over the wit bond but night eyes shuts it down he says a friend too small a word for it brother and in the wrong direction so do not look at me like that i will be to you what you are to me bond brother and pack but i am not all you will ever need so later (laughs) Fitz is studying the skill documents that Verity asked him to look at, and he's getting really bored with it, and he sort of feels like a tool and has a person with no real relationship, so he abruptly decides to go visit Patience and Lacey, and when he arrives, he finds Molly uh, there darning socks or whatever it is she's doing, uh, and then he just kind of, like, totally loses his cool and, like, walks over to her and has this whole, like, super embarrassing, like, grabbing her hand, mooning, you know... <laughs> 
it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Molly, Molly leaves, and honestly, same Molly. Like, what else could you do in that situation? <laughs> um, after she's gone, Patience attempts to cut, dissuade Fitz from these feelings. Like, she talks about their difference in status, how he's endangering her, um, and she says, what will you do? And Fitz answers, what, I'm, what, what I am told, when have I ever done otherwise? Uh-huh. Uh, which is kind of yeah. super bitter, but true. Patience and Fitz have a kind of pity party back and forth, like where Patience is just like, oh, I'm not, I was never a good queen. I don't know what I'm doing here. Everyone thinks I'm weird. Uh, and so Fitz gives her advice about how she should go and bond with Katrickin over the garden. And Patience gives Fitz some advice about like li- life and love and how Molly feels uh, and then when Fitz decides to leave, Lacey kind of decides to meddle and she encourages Fitz to go after Molly because Lacey is obviously a romantic. So Fitz goes straight to Molly's door, but it's lashed. He can't get in. So he's like, no problem. He goes upstairs and he repels <laughs> down the so side ridiculous. of the cube, going through her window. As one does. That's amazing. <laughs> As one does. This injured, this the- injured motherfucker has been half of his shoulder is eaten off, and he was stabbed in his other arm, and he's just like, "No, rappel down the keep." Like when I read that, I was like, "Is he ha- what?" It's like I knocked once, but you yeah. didn't answer. <laughs> and I tried. I knocked what once and also tried to break in, but you got a better latch and you barred your door. So then I will rappel down the side of the key. Which I asked you yeah. to do. So thanks so for like, listening. Cool, great. I'm glad you listened. So yeah. So Fitz uh, cements his, uh, himself as definitely the intruder type. Uh, he sits in her window for a while and she lets him in and then they yell at each other a bit about their different social classes and Molly reveals that Regal has been giving her some advice uh, meddling with Molly to to spite Fitz basically and they get really emotional and really barfy and then they kiss and do the nasty and Molly declares that they are married because they both they fucked they fucked they fucked Fitz Fitz thinks a lot about female body parts. Night Eyes enters the chat. uh, And then Fitz spirals around in his head about lying and not telling Molly the truth about himself at all ever. But, you know, he kind of, he he draws back from that and he's able to spiral back into being a teen boy in love. And he resolves to go ask Shrewd if he can marry Molly. I just, the fact fact that they, (laughs) there's so much going on in this scene. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> is Night Ace trying to get in on that action? Like, yeah. Every time he that's busts a, in, the right? he's thinking about it's like, Molly. Yeah, man, I get it. Like, what? Like, brother, this is good. Auga. Auga. What's he doing? What's Fitz doing? And then, I love the fact that Fitz is like, I leaped like a hooked fish, holding Molly out of her reverie. What is it? A cramp in my calf, I lied. And then he feels guilty about lying. And I'm like, about a cramp in your life? Like, what? I was like, why are we, like, his morality scale is off kilter. Oh, That's the lie. That's yeah. the lie he can't Oh, tell. God, can't lie about a cramp in my leg. Um, <laughs> well, he was. I guess he was lying about the well, fact no, that he, yeah, like, he's I, bonded I, with yeah, a wolf who that. is privy to their. Well, can you imagine? It's like actually, I share. I share life. He should have just said it, and she would have been like, "Who is kind of fucking you too?" That's so silly. Like, <laughs> like you were such a wolf in the bed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
damn, I've, no, that's bestiality. Oh, Ugh. yeah. The whole thing where she's like, I don't care what the king says, like, you're, we're already married because we had sex. I'm like, what? That is the exact opposite of what I want when I have sex. I want, like... Marriage. <laughs> oh, that's no. so good. We are so fucking married right I don't now. even want breakfast. I want to get the fuck out of there. She's like, no, no. We're married forever. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what's his response to that? Is he's he like, like yeah. yeah. He's feeling it. He's like, <sighs> he's like, yeah, we are. Fucking idiot. Yeah, his response is, I need to change everything about yeah. my life. He's like, I just have to do a lot. I'm gonna get rid of Night Eyes twelve minutes ago, and now we're like to kill Night Eyes because sex, brother. This is not good. (laughs) This is good, brother. (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Female knights. First off, you guys are saying brother too much, so now Night Eyes is slowly morphing into that one wrestler that says brother. No, I just think of the guy from Lost, the one with the long curly hair. I know. So Night Eyes needs to say see you in another life, brother. Yes. And then we'll be all exactly. <laughs> um Desmond is his constant. Oh man. Uh, honest honestly though, like the whole like even even so like he's he's first off, let's acknowledge that this is not a romance novel, so this is not an explicit sex scene. <laughs> We Thank have God. no idea what they did. We Thank just know they did stuff. They had sex. <laughs> was, he was talking about no. how it fell and what? No, yeah, yeah, they had, oh. yeah, but we don't know if, like, they went down on each other or if it was just PNV. Like, we were, but, like, we don't, we're, we're, we're some ass play. Okay. We don't yeah. know. But, like, there it was, was definitely it was ass play. At minimum, PNV. Because my yes. only thought process is if this bitch gets knocked up, like every woman who has sex one time on every television show, <laughs> my rage is going to spike and it's not going to be good. Oh my God. Your silence is killing me. Fuck them. Why is it? I've had sex, unprotected sex so, so many times in my life and I've never gotten pregnant, but on TV and in books, a woman has sex one fucking time and she gets knocked up. Baby. He has the blood of the. It's he has like the king's dick. Okay? It was marriage like, sex, okay? It was marriage sex. There was a dog. But in his like, own the wolf father. Was there too. I guess that was her fault. Strong ass semen. God, she's gonna have a little wolf baby. I hope it eats. get me pregnant. <laughs> like, like, like Twilight. He skilled like... the semen into port. Aww. Oh God. <laughs> I think we need to move on. <laughs> yep. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, chapter 13, Hunting, which is a super uh, cheerful chapter. <laughs> Can't so, wait to hear about it again. Uh, the intro talks once more about how Galen is awful and how Solicity was way better, but since she just, she's, since she died too soon, much of her knowledge passed with her. Do you so, think that Galen yes, killed again, her? Galen just sucks. side note, do we think that Galen killed Solicity? It would not surprise me. Yeah. Oh man, um, I had never thought of that. Do we think that? Was Solicity not I old? genuinely don't know if we ever find oh, that out. She was clearly not planning on dying because she had not <laughs> right. prepared. Hmm. Galen probably realized she didn't like him and was like, well, if I want to be Skillmaster, I better take her out. Damn, what a little fuck. Anyway. Anyway, so Fitz goes to Verity's Tower in the morning. 
he is still determined to go out and hunt, for- hunt forged ones and then be done assassinating and go ask her to marry Molly because that's all he can think about. Blah. Um, Verity gives him <laughs> it's a fancy sword that he definitely does not know how to use properly. <laughs> Verity also tells him that if it were up to him, he would get to marry Lady Redskirts and also reveals that he was definitely skill aware of Fitz emotion- Fitz's emotionally fil- fulfilling sex with Molly. <laughs> and he wishes that he weren't. Fulfilling sex. And- <laughs> Same, Verity. Same. Fitz feels really sorry for him because he won't ever have that with Cat Rickon. (laughs) And, uh, sure, Fitz, okay. Anyway, Verity suggests that maybe instead of being an assassin, Fitz might sail on his ships for him so that he would have someone to, that he could skill with. Um, but for that, he needs to train because he sucks at everything. Uh, so Verity suggests going on a skill ride along with Fitz, and that means Night Eyes has to be quiet, which Night Eyes thinks is dumb and dangerous, but he agrees. Verity knows that he's doing some other magic, and again, he questions him on it, but in the end, he says that he trusts him, and that means everything to Fitz. And Fitz also sort of laments that no one will ever know him completely, and Night Eyes is like, you already have someone. That knows you completely, and that's me. And it's that's me, bitch. Mama! Um, <laughs> so they go hunting, and Verity knows Fitz is looking for a specific place because. Uh, but Fitz covers and just refers to Night Eyes as a helpful friend. <laughs> Things are going fine. And Verity, then Verity is... like randomly is like, "Yeah, I knew a halfwit once or something." <laughs> yeah. that also was helpful. Yeah, like my mother <laughs> kept a halfwit girl once, but she was actually whispering all of this knowledge. To cool, her. Verity. <laughs> uh... Great. I wonder if that's what you know, the wit, that's actually the good for I'm sorry, Eli, what did you say? I said I wonder if that is an indication of what the wit bond seems like to his skill. What a half wit child? <laughs> yeah, like if it seems like like because he can't understand it. Oh, so he thinks it's like a a garbled like like mm-hmm. skilling? Okay. Maybe. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Was, um, I thought it was weird. So, uh, let's see, where was I? Verity is enjoying the fresh air via Fitz until Fitz spots the forged ones and they are, you know, eating a small child. (laughs) Naturally, Fitz loses his mind and all of a sudden, this is his child and he must do anything he can to save her even though she's basically dead already. Verity gets booted out of the passenger seat and Fitz goes into feral fighting mode again and together with Night Eyes, they tear the forged ones to shreds. And then Fitz clutches onto the dead girl. And there's this really creepy sentence where he's like, this is what it's like to hold a child. Oh, my like, God. No, no it's not. not at all. <laughs> like, Why is he thinking about that already? Because he just had sex. He just had sex, exactly. got married, and now he's thinking he about had marriage sex. You can already tell Using a dead baby to God. hold a baby. Um, Good dad. So he's just, like, sitting there with this dead child and Verity, Burridge, and some other, and Blade, Including the guard. Including yeah, and the mother of the child come up, and she came for the child, but they, they came for Fitz, because Verity was worried about him, because he, you know, lost touch with him, and Fitz is like, why? Because he has zero, like, value of his own life, um, which is, always makes me kind of sad. Uh, so Fitz is basically catatonic as they patch him up, and there's a lot of awkward silences as Fitz, Burridge, and Verity try really hard not to talk about the wit. Um, Birch is clearly pissed off about it. They're like, so they're... you bit up all those forged ones real good with your man teeth. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> and you've got some bites on you. Um, and but Verity doesn't care about all of that, especially when Fitz impresses him with his "these are my people" speech. And Bert, which is super salty about it, but he agrees to teach him how to fight with an axe, which Verity decides is a much better weapon for him. Yeah, idiot, idiot weapon. So, so much for that fancy sword. I'm telling you, Fitz's fighting style is to just put his arms out and spin. <laughs> yeah, which is why the axe is good. Yeah, he's Darth Maul. Is Moth. he that big though? I mean, he's I never. They I make know. it throughout this section that we just read. He, they talk about how he's gotten much bigger and much taller. He's getting, so he's getting wide. He's yeah. getting wide, Kylo style. Yes, he's got them Kylo wideness Ooh, uh, into it. Yeah, was there? There was a. Uh, I think it was a couple chapters back when uh, Regal tried to grab Fitz and oh, when he was Fitz, taller than like, him, just sort of went slack and was happy that Regal couldn't pull it. And Regal had to look up yeah, to, yeah. Into, to look him in the eyes. He had to look up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny, like, when Regal tries to push him and he can't. I imagine Regal would be really wispy, unfortunately. Yeah. He's supposed to be a- attractive, you know. Willow. With his black curls. He's yeah, with I feel like hair. he's probably you know, he's skinny a... fat, or like he's still really like small, but he has no muscle. <laughs> he's using his mind to do all his fighting. Yeah. Oh, what a mind. Um. Um, so, uh, uh, hello, this is Robin Hobb uh, giving us not only cannibalism and people's skin peeling off their skulls. Oh my god, that also... was graphic. But also uh, the killing of small children nice. via r- trying to rip their heads from their bodies. Yeah, yeah that was uh, rough. That was uh, nice It was fine. troubling. Yeah. I think, what, what was my note in the doc, Jenny? <laughs> um, it says, excuse me, Ms. Hop, but have you tried therapy instead of whatever this is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wrote that like two seconds after finishing the chapter, so that was my it's, that was my real time reaction. <laughs> it was a, it's lot. a lot, yeah. I will say I know we, oh, we mentioned this. I know we mentioned this last time, but like it's definitely one of those things where it happens so infrequently that I would never, like on the street, if you ask me about this, I would never characterize it as being like as gruesome as Game of Thrones, but it like really is more. Yeah often like often well not often but it is it is more i think the level of detail that she that she lets you experience as the reader when stuff like this happens yeah Yeah, visceral like the fighting is not choreographed we don't get to feel the power of his blows or anything it's really all about him taking a beating and then going in and trying to stab someone and then every time he stabs them she spends half a page describing what it feels like for a knife to go in someone's belly like it's yeah, you, yeah. You the guy's guts pay. are spilling out of his stomach, cool. and the little and girl he, he, getting pulled. He goes, and... he goes feral, and then he only remembers the really disgusting. Parts. Yeah, Those are the, the man fought like guts. a maddened bear, snapping <laughs> and stabbing at us. Even after I had opened up his belly, his entrails hung over his belt, and still he came stumbling after us. I could not even take time for the, the horror I felt, brother. knowing he would die. I left him when we plunged off after the one who fled. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And, and you know, also, they, they knew the forged one. They he, It was, like, the, the town smith. Like, yeah. Like, knew him. 
Like he had nice silver work. I mean, it's like I will like, say, yeah. like I was annoyed at the fact that like Fitz went on this mission specifically to go after these forged ones. He is still like ill prepared and cannot protect himself. And I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? You saw them in a vision via Cub or um, Night Eyes, and he still goes into it thinking like everything's going to be fine. Meantime, like he could barely fend with the wolf helping him. Well, I mean, well, he, right. he brought poison, right? He brought poison. He brought, he oh, brought poison. And then he what saw the, the fuck kid. does that matter? If he's charging directly at them with a weapon, he yeah, didn't, like, he didn't have hey to guys, fight. time out, time out. Time out eat this. Well, it does say that he had this like a rational thought that if he got there really quickly, he could somehow bring right. the girl back. He, that if he got, well, if he, like just... he could have tossed poison food out and ran away, but instead yeah. he lost his mind and ran in there. Yeah, because he felt like he could save this girl, even though he knew he couldn't. But he did not expect them to be, like, chowing down on a three-year-old, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> that was not in his in his hunting plan that day. He thought he was just gonna, you know, I mean, leave them some poison bread already, and, you he's know, He's already been off. chowed upon, though, so I feel like he should have more well, contingency plans. But I think he was he was caught unaware before, because he didn't expect there to be Forge ones out there at that point in time. And then, you know, this time he was going out, like, with the wolf. With, you know, Verity, with a sword, with poison. Like, he was prepared. It's just that he wasn't prepared for them to be eating a small child. I mean, I, I think mean, a little, a little bit of this is prepared. on Verity, right? Because Verity was like, I don't want to tell people what's going on because right. they'll freak out. But yeah. if he had told people that there were forged ones... Again. Then they wouldn't have necessarily let their children wander around. Right. To get eaten. To get eaten. Yeah, for sure. Well, they definitely won't now. Yeah. I just feel like Fitz is constantly taking on more than he can actually handle. Well, I mean, I think... And at at a certain point, it's selfish and stupid. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like the conversation that they have at the end where, you know, Birch is like, why are you making him do this? And Ben's like, yeah, this is a really shitty task we're giving you, but, um, you know, these are hard times, so this is what you have to do. But, like, he is doing all of this by himself, and he is still, like, a teenage boy, so it's really not fair on him at all. Right. Verity being like, he's not by himself, I was with him. It's like, <laughs> okay. Right, I know. Okay. That was such a bitch comment to make. I'm like, no, you were sitting in your tower. Yeah, you weren't tea. there. It, Don't eat It's him. also kind like, of ridiculous to, to say that he's the only person who could be out there tossing poison right like why don't yeah. they have more people like you yeah, have they a just whole had a guard. whole hunt where like 40 pe- like 40 people went out there and killed a bunch of people you know like they they just proved like even ketrickin was killing forged ones but they do at a point make a comment about how like th- we were just out there killing forged ones how are their ones already so close and that they made like exceptional time and Verity knew that they were out there, and they just, like, made good time. They left early. So he's just, he's trying to make it seem like it's not as bad as it is. Right. Well, now it's out, right? Because they ate a little kid. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Fucking chowed on on that little three-year-old girl. They almost killed the queen, and they ate a little girl, so it's out. And Verity fucked up. Yeah. (sighs) This This was a rough chapter to end on. Yeah. I was going to say, the next chapter is called Winterfest, and we oh, know all great. good things I happen at Winterfest. I can't fucking wait. Those of us who are rereaders are just, oh, goody. Okay. Uh, so let's go to our episode. <laughs> let's go to our episode prompts. 
The first one is Friends in High Places, Character Introductions and Exits. Uh, I just want to say R.I.P. Lady Time. Oh, yeah. We, we barely remembered you. And also R.I.P. Carrie, that friend we definitely didn't Who? care about. Yeah. I know that they were trying to, like, give Fitz a way to relate to the Forged Ones and everything that's <laughs> happening. But it was still also, like, really weird. It's like, oh yeah, it's because he memories. doesn't have any friends. Yeah, I they mean, couldn't kill off friend friends he doesn't have. In the, in the... Yeah, in the table at the place. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was a little bizarre, but Rip but Harry. like that was also have been like an interesting place for him to bond with Molly because Carrie was Molly's friend as well. Right. But it, mm-hmm. instead, he just like had this like solo moment. Um, skills acquired, Fitz and company learn and grow. Uh, in uh, Fitz remembers he can skill, but doesn't really try. And uh, Fitz learns... learns how to rip out people's throats with his cow teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, carpooling, with, carpooling with, with Verity. That's a new thing. Yeah. yeah. Getting to use that multi-pass lane. I do think it's interesting that they had had like a similar sort of like, the way he bonds with Night Eyes, the way it's described of, like, that overlaying of images is similar mm-hmm. to how it's described when Verity and Fitz, like, join together. Right, yeah. It, very similar. But, like, it's like one side of his brain is wit and one side of his brain is skill because it seems like he can partition them. I mean, I do think it's way. interesting that, you know, when Verity is, like, inside Fitz, which is a weird concept, mm. um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not that. Um, Get out. That like, but like also can... skill acquired. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jenny. Trying to say so. Fitz learned how to lose his virginity. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say it's interesting that, <laughs> that Verity can sense that he's using some other magic, but that, you know, like, he just doesn't understand what it is because he doesn't have that magic. And he's like, I know what you did something, this? but... <laughs> Gamey. Well, it's like he knows he's doing something because he can feel it in fits because they're, t- they're joined, but right. he can't interpret it yeah, right. because he doesn't have that power. Um, what else? Uh, animal assists. Is Slink okay? Because I feel like it's still unconfirmed. Slink is totally unfazed. Slink took that down, <laughs> barfed it back up. He's he's rolling with the homies, doing his thing. Like, he's, Slink he's is fine. Gone. Yeah. He's fine. Um, but Shade has gone somewhere, right? Right. Lady Time is dead and Shade is on a mission, so who, I hope someone remembers to take care of Slink. <laughs> Not feeding him poison yeah. food. Um, hello, Night Eyes. Uh, I love the name. It's great. And Fitz also has unlocked two-player fight mode, which is excellent. Uh, Very useful. And my other note is that Sidekick is a great name for a mule. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, next. Was the fool there and how creepy was he being? Ashley, go. (laughs) You know, the fool was there and his creep level was at a low, 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 like nothing. I think it was... But you saw his butt cheeks, That's not creepy, though. If I see a person's butt cheeks in public, I find that... But it was as, like, a joke. It wasn't him. Like, if he'd been, like, hey, and, like, showed his butt, (laughs) that's creepy. 
But this was like as a performance piece in front of a very <laughs> large audience. So I did not find that creepy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So props to the uh, fool. No creeps. No it was creeps. just Fitz being creepy. It's just Fitz. Yeah. <laughs> Fitz give yeah. give Fitz a creep rating. Yeah. In this section. Well, you're not, if you are in a room by yourself with the lights off, maybe check that Fitz isn't in there with you before you <laughs> go to sleep. And lock your windows. <laughs> Definitely lock your window. And lock hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> uh, you guys, my neighbor, class. I'm in a new house, and one of the Wi-Fi signals I can see from a neighbor's place is, hide your kids, hide your <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment Heroics, tantrums, and extremely bad decisions I feel like Fitz was like Doing really well On average Like on average. Besides the Molly stuff Which is I a mean, disaster he was I was gonna surviving. say like, he, The Molly <laughs> stuff was I would call like tantrums When he like grabs her hand and is clutching her skirt Like <laughs> He learned that, that yeah. from the Not fool in the, in the hallway Desperate De- Super desperate super desperate but i think in terms of like fulfilling his role as like castle bastard and semi-secret assassin and guy who needs to look after ketrickin he's like he's doing those things yes yes yeah i mean he can't meditate and he needs to learn to fight better but you know he's surviving yeah (laughs) Yeah. so he's giving her gardens rating curve is low for him (laughs) like this is the best did you not die okay yeah Molly's also super into it, though, too. Like, his his lowest attempts at wooing her are <laughs> her favorite things. No, right, but also Molly is a child, It's too, totally so like a Disney princess, impressed. like, we've known each other for 12 minutes and now we're married kind of thing. Wow, hot. But with yeah. sex. Very hot. <laughs> okay, can we, let's, let's break down the sex scene. So, like, oh. they do it, right? And, like, it's a little glossed over. It's a little, like, boots on the floor, like, fade out to black. But then, like, later on, we see, like, the post-coitus cuddling. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, like, look into her eyes or, like, talk about I know. her. He's, like, all about, like, the warmth of her body, the softness of her breasts, like, the length of her leg. I'm, like, she's <laughs> she's just, like, a series of weird pornographic images. Because she's been hidden underneath all that clothing for so long. And now he's, like, <laughs> fuck, this is what she actually looks like. He's already seen her face. He also, he is a that. guy. <laughs> but they don't. Good they're job, not talking, Robin Hood. They're not bonding. It's just <laughs> accurate. Whatever it is, oh. Nightas approves. Hold on, I'm pulling up. I want to. I'm pulling up the pages with the sexy scenes. So, oh great! I was. Oh, trying to I just, that, but... you know, you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah but not. I didn't want to read it again. <laughs> I just like you want to talk the creepiest thing in this chapter or in this section. Like the fool is not there. But this is for Molly. I feel we are wet already, she whispered. I cannot imagine how the speaking of any vows could make us more truly joined. That's creepy. Ugh. Ew. <laughs> and then his dick She's became inside out. I agree that it is manipulative, Eli. I Because, I, again, up until this moment, their relationship was not this. And this whole, like, I love you, you love me, we've always loved each other thing. I'm like, no, you haven't. This is bullshit. You are bullshitting Well, this is me. very much the Molly that was like, you were courting me the whole time. And he's like, what? So at yeah. least she's telling him this time and not just being like, you didn't know we were married? Yeah. sex <laughs> That's, that's so, so I mean, warped. Progress. That's so warped. Being like, we fucked. 
Now we marry. Oh my god, it is like war. <laughs> just, Molly I'm is war. Some of these, I'm rereading these paragraphs and I'm dying. <laughs> All right, go for it, Ashley. I have heard it called a dance. I have heard it called a battle. Some men speak of it with a knowing laugh. Some with a sneer. I have heard the sturdy market women chuckling over it like hens clucking over breadcrumbs. I've been approached by bods who spoke their wares, <laughs> who spoke their wares as boldly as peddlers hawking fresh fish. For myself, I think some things are beyond words. The color blue can only be experienced as can the scent of jasmine or the sound of a flute. The curve of a warm bared shoulder, the uniquely feminine softness of a breast, the startled sound one makes when all barriers suddenly yield, the perfume of her throat, the taste of her skin are all but parts, and sweet as they may be, they do not embody the whole. A thousand such details still would not illustrate it. Right. And then, like, right. two paragraphs down from the cub, brother, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what My that's what he's too means. young for this. He is too young to be exposed to this. Brother, Nighties, this, this is, is NC-17. Close your eyes. <laughs> Night Eyes is a child. Oh, he's God. still a baby. Oh, God. Oh. So, Joey, um, you listened to this. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So did we just now? Well, the good thing about an audiobook is that you can kind of tune out stuff. You're like, kind of like, <laughs> so, wait, what? What? What happened? Softness oh, of well. what? <laughs> yeah, it was pornographic. The breast, Joey, was the I softness you, of the breast. I, I don't like the way she writes sex scenes. I think it's too flowery, but you know what? I don't know. Maybe it's some people like it. I. That was I really want it to be a little bit more like, you know, probably the way that Night Eyes is interpreting it. <laughs> oh, God. Just say it. Night Eyes like, writing yeah. a sex scene. Stop. I can't good. wait till we get the Night Eyes POV. When's that happening? <laughs> the Night Eyes P and V? I mean, Point of oh, view. <laughs> good God. You know, he's just like, Night Eyes was co- coursing through the woods. <laughs> listening in on Molly heaving to and fro or something. Now we're talking. Ew. You know, aside from that horrific image you just went to my head, the book says told by Night Eyes would be fascinating. Yeah, right? I would do that. But like, poor Verity, right? Like, oh, yeah. yeah okay. was he to see horny, te- have to see awkward, horny, stumbling teenager sex and you're like, that's a Block it out. Block it out. Yeah. Off, off, off. And and on the off chance that he was aroused by it, like, he do, he's not attracted to his queen in waiting, so he's he's left with boo balls. Like. Well, which I feel like is a little unfair, because just because Ketrickin is blonde and tall, I have, I feel like that he just, that he just not yeah, interested Yeah, Ketrick, in, totally I don't even attribute it. Yeah, I don't attribute it to her physicality at all. I think he is think just, just not got, connected with her in any capacity. Verity's like a Verity's like a heroin addict right now. He's just yeah. yeah I think his dick don't his work. Skill. His dick don't well, work. Yeah, because he's strung out on skill. Yeah. But I don't think it's like I don't think it's because he. I don't think he's attempting to consummate his marriage or whatever with his wife. Then is he really married? According to Molly, <laughs> I think they did it on their wedding night. Okay. Remember, because he was like thankful that Fitz right. passed out. That's true. Oh, yeah. What is he, like, come walking out of the room? No, you guys, here's the thing. We've talked about Verity. We've talked about about, um, Night Eyes. We haven't talked about Shrewd. Shrewd was probably there, too. 
Oh no! Oh, oh that's oh, yeah. just mean. Maybe he was I too think, drugged I out think... from Wallace. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I feel like he's just like out of it these days. Yeah, he well, wasn't there. I think it's amusing to imagine that. So Fitz is like extremely talented in both the wit and the skill, but doesn't know how to control anything. At least the skill at all, hardly at all. And I think it's amusing to imagine him as like he's like this big yeah, radio beacon. That everything he does around. is just projected. He's projecting on both on both magic fronts, like to everyone who has any affinity for All it. All the wolves are I like, what the Black hell Heap is Radio. happening? <laughs> it's like every other animal in the forest knows what's what going the on. What the fuck welcome is to going Radio. on? Fitz is having sex. Yeah, welcome to Buckheap Radio. You guys, do you get it now? <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, let's let's get through this. Um, but did you die? Uh, no, but who poisons the poisoners? It's probably definitely Regal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I could not resist writing the note, Man flesh meets back on the menu, boys. <laughs> I approve of this reference. <laughs> yeah, that was, definitely uh, not wh- a, that was definitely not a Tolkien quote either. No, but there there were at least two incidences of Fitz using his mouth parts to <laughs> yeah. ravage. There's a, a lot of cannibalism. Secrets in the sauce. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whenever I imagine myself uh, in a fight, which I've never been in, I always feel like I'd get really bitey. And I like to imagine that that's like my that's bite. my wild card. It's like. It's like, oh yeah, he's not he's not much with his fists, but watch out, man, he's just goes he starts biting your neck and it's like you, you can't get him so, off you. So when you are confronted by people who want to attack you, you're gonna be like, Beware of my cow teeth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beware of my cow teeth. You, you need to get that printed on a shirt immediately. <laughs> I'll <laughs> get on that. my cow teeth. <laughs> Next on oh. Redbubble. Oh wow! What what made you cry, guys? Sad, I Catrickin being sad. Yeah, I feel really, really badly for Catrickin. That little baby girl getting eaten up was pretty yeah. fucking sad. Throwing um, stones at Night Eyes to f- get him to fuck off. Yeah, you my brother. Brother, See you in another life, brother. Brother. Uh, I I got really sad that you know Verity knows about the wit and definitely doesn't care. And that, it, and it's just really just like a glimpse into the kind of acceptance that Fitz wishes that he had, you know, like the kind of life that he he might have if the people around him were not afraid of that magic. And that made me emotional because Verity isn't like <clears throat> present enough to change anything for Fitz. So it's really just like, well, that one guy who I don't, you know, who I don't really even get to talk to all that much doesn't care. Do you think that if Birch didn't, like, have the wit and wasn't so, like, horrified by it, that Fitz would have just been like, hey, Verity, this is what I'm doing, and Verity would have been like, okay, cool, and that would have been less terrible? That, like, Birch is needed in that to, like, make, to keep the tension going? Yeah, like, I mean, because Birch is the one who's, like, instilled in him, like, you cannot do this, this is, like, wrong. Right. Whereas no one else was, like... But remember, Regal had that person killed. Well, Galen did, or whatever. Or, sorry, Galen, yeah. Galen I mean, yeah, and, I mean, there was definitely killed. other people, and that obviously would have been a big, giant problem uh, if he wasn't warned. But I just think, you know, Birch is so against it, and he's been so against it from the beginning, and I think if he were more 
accepting of it, you know, Fitz wouldn't be so ashamed of it. Not that he's ashamed of it, but, like, you know, he... He has this idea that it is wrong, and so the fact that Verity accepts it at all, he's just, like, so grateful for that. Yeah, I like the way that Night Eyes thinks about it. He's like, well, why is it wrong if we can do it? <laughs> like, yes, it's just good. He's just not concerned with that. He doesn't care. I mean, you can put your, you can put your finger in your butt, but you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Thanks, Birch. <Yeah. laughs> You can eat a small child, but you should <laughs> Yeah, you totally can. <laughs> well, do you want to? <laughs> I think the... <laughs> well, if levels. you're forced, then yes, but... Um... Oh, wow. Anything else that you guys want to talk about for these chapters before I send send the new readers away? Uh, who wrote Did Fit Suck? Who Who's that? That's Joey. Joey. Because, Is Joey, there... you say... That he surprisingly did not suck in these chapters, and I disagree with that. Well, I mean, he he did he did discover uh, his rampage mode, which, you know, I mean, that's something. Okay. That would, uh, so, new skill, berserking. There you go. That's a thing. <laughs> okay. Let's see if that comes back. Um, let's see. He got, he, he fucked so he good. He intended to win he Molly. Fucked so he fucked so good that he, he's basically married now. Which is I think my issue is not with what Fitz did, but how he how he handled how he came about doing those things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's good at repelling down, you know, castle walls, but should he? Should he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the th- at the end of the day, Molly liked it. So <laughs> I liked guess- it so good they were married. Oh, Molly would be the type of person to be really impressed by the prom proposal. Yeah. Oh, oh god. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh god. <laughs> yup. Yeah. You got her pegged. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I love that we all just hate her. I, I'm so we need, happy. We need, we need the fans. We need the Robin yeah, Hobb fans please, to come out Molly and fans, make a defense. Tell us, tell us why you like her. I would. I do. Out. I would like to know what other people's thoughts on Molly are because I don't know if we've. You know, poison the water well here, but uh, I feel like she's not that great. I was so. just like, I was immediately like, this bitch, like this, this is it. She's the only bitch. That is also one of the problems. Yeah. Well, and what she's... is she gonna be knocked up? Oh, I'm so angry. She... I can't. It all I cannot. I can neither confirm nor deny I because I. It's not my role. Oh god, I hope I don't yeah. have to wait long to find Damn out. Stick, bitch. All right. All right. On that note. So uh, yeah. as a reminder, for our next episode, we will be reading Royal Assassin, chapters 14 through 20. All right. Well, then I guess I'm out of here. Uh, I'm Ashley, and you can find me on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. I was Joey, uh, powerkid.exe on Instagram. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, if you like what we're doing, check out the Fire and Lynch podcast for all things A Song of Ice and Fire and RTFB podcast for more sci-fi fantasy reading discussions. This has been Buckkeep Radio. Find us at Buckkeep Radio on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. We are going to spoiler talk.
I know I am full of glee that everyone hates Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate her so much. Um, I mean, I wrote more of what I was saying. Oh yeah, look, I'm just, that's why I suddenly went silent. I'm like, oh look, there's notes in here. I know. Well, I was say like expanding on the Molly thing. It's not even like that she's just. It's not even like a, oh, I shit fits in the fool or kind of thing. She's just not... Every other character he has a relationship with is more interesting to me than her. But it's also because, like I said, she's the only woman there. Everyone else is too old for the queen, Married to right? someone he else, can't... yeah. I mean, if Molly wasn't there, then the reader would have, like, a real... Like, there'd be a conundrum. We would be shipping like, Ketrickin and yeah. him so freaking hard. Yeah, and it would be wrong because you're like, he'd be he'd be betraying Verity. And like, it'd be this whole soap opera thing. Ooh, I like this book. <laughs> oh, I, I know. know, right? It sounds great. I would totally <laughs> love it. But also, we want we don't want Fitz to be in that kind of moral conundrum. It's it's interesting that that was the line for, for Robin Hobb. Like, it was like, oh, he, he I'm not going to, like, get make him... Woo kept her away from from Verity, but I will make him a deadbeat dad. <laughs> like that's the line. So, like, I guess, like, the thing with Molly is like, she does just sort of feel forced in there. Like, she needed that person to act as love interest, and she needed that person to sort of be the one he's lying to that he needs to, you know change things for and she's that person he's you know been living this double life for and he's she's that person that you know makes him want to you know get away from all of the assassinating stuff and i just feel like that's that's her only purpose and not actually that she's like a real right but interestingly enough he already has those thoughts about his life outside of his relationship with molly it's true and that's why I find her frustrating. And I'm like, does he need a love interest? <laughs> she's superfluous. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she like, is. but you know, like he he has he has those thoughts because of like night eyes, and like because of you know like umpteen number of other things. Like Molly's just sort of, I don't know, a conduit for that. But she's it's a complication. Not... Yeah. yeah, she is. She's a complication because he, you know. Like, you know, because Patience overreacts about stuff and, you know, he would have to ask Shrewd and, like, there's all this, like, you know, sort of, like, legal proper stuff that he'd have to go through. But, yeah, she's just sort of, like, a a plot device and not that much I do wish, though, that we had more... I mean, like, I don't wish that Ketrickin was our only female character with boots on the ground, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. we need more. It's it's definitely, like, an Arwen situation. But I do wish that Ketrickin had been... had more room in the story. Yeah. I mean, we obviously have more, you know, female characters later, like there's Snarling yeah. and like that kind of stuff in, you know, later books, but yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the, fix, the sex scenes were super traumatizing. <laughs> uh, the so We have our first appearance of the wise, six wise men go to Joppa Town song. Yes. Which, which like, I read it. So much more sense. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, yeah, obviously. That's what's happening. Oh, that's what that is. I read it and I get like, like my throat tightens up. Where know. are all the skill users? Where are they? Where, are they? <laughs> Where did they go? Oh. 
Um, so what's going on with the forged ones? Are they being skilled to? Are they attracted to Verity? I can't. I think yeah. I think that was the. um, I don't actually. So I recently read the first three books or audiobook the first three books and. Um, I don't think it's it's not resolved in the in the first trilogy. So it is. So it, the pale woman the, is somehow skilling right, them. Right, right, right. It may be the second trilogy. May or I guess it's is it the second? The, the Tawny Man trilogy. The, the, yeah, but yeah, that's um, technically the third trilogy. But yeah, the Tawny Man trilogy may have more information, but I don't remember it well enough <laughs> to say if that's what the answer is. But in this first trilogy, the best guess is that they're being drawn to Verity's skill. Interesting. Which we may get to next week or whenever the next. We're going to have to. It, the, this is like one era, like item where I have like no clue. Like my brain is utterly blank. I cannot remember how it is resolved. I just. All I remember I is them getting is. the stone dragons and they just go and like. Like I, at this point in the story, <laughs> my brain goes, okay, well, somehow Kettle's going to show up and they're going <laughs> to. I don't remember how or when, but Kettle's going to show up. They're going to walk forever into the mountains. Because, I mean, the whole the whole next book, Fitz is out of the politics of it, and he's just, you know. Because he's, he's technically own, dead. Because so. he's yeah. dead. So we lose all track of the thread of what the hell is going on outside of his vengeance story and then escape and then trying to find Verity. And because the, by the time they get to Verity, he's like... I am only partially here. <laughs> poor Verity. Oh, poor Verity. But again, for shippers of Fitz and Catherine, <laughs> yeah, oh god, amazing development. Can you can you just picture Ashley reading that? It's gonna be great. I can't wait because it's it's starting to get weird now. It's starting to get very weird. People are having sex while melded with their wolves. You know, it's it gets real fucked up. People like the the fool is going full in on like the weird requests. The Joppa Town stuff is kind. Ca- I mean, like it's gonna get weird. And the Molly stuff is very passionate right now, but then I think it, it it becomes it becomes like uh, it almost parallels Ketrickin and Verity towards the end because I mean he's all he's doing is making excuses to not do what he says he's gonna do with Molly because he's got obligations piled on obligations right and i think like that whole like impulsive or young love kind of like it's like oh at first you're in lust and you're obsessed with each other but then like as you grow you grow apart like that's that is realistic and i like Mm -hmm. that right because it's like it's inexplicable you're really just lusting because of hormones and like whatever and it's your first love and your first experience with it and it's crazy so that part i i'm into it's just the later on when they come back to each other, I was always kind of like, really? Do they have to? Do they have to, though? Because she had I, a whole I'm, life with Burrich and... I'm very curious to see what Ashley thinks of that as well. I think she's a better match for him, but that's just... Well, yeah, but just the idea of Burrich with Molly is just amusing. Oh, gosh, Burrich. <laughs> Bridge. The whole thing is so bizarre. Um, anything else that we want to talk about? 
Oh, uh, I did write a note. So I am, I know I'm a fool stan and therefore I forgive him many of his faults. But regarding the fool's display uh, and the extreme embarrassment that he puts on Fitz, I really think that that's a control thing. Like he is, he is jealous and he understands via his visions what needs to start happening. And he's trying to hurry it along. He's trying to hurry it along, but also like mad about it, you know, like... <laughs> Because this is the part of Fitz's life that the fool isn't in, you know? Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's trying to control Fitz or at least punish him a little bit in that he's preoccupied with other people instead of the mission. Because he doesn't understand what the mission is. Well, yeah. He doesn't understand there is a mission. Does he ever understand the mission? No, that's so true. <laughs> Does he ever? Oh, Fitz, I love you, but you're dumb. <laughs> you're just the rock in the road, Fitz. Last thoughts? Mm. I'm looking forward to the ship stuff. <laughs> not, I'm... not not meaning the ship books that come after oh. all of this, oh, the... but I mean like oh, yes. Fitz getting the, uh... to fight stuff and be on ships. And... Yeah, what's the fight uh, on the Raiders. one island? Stone... Antler Island? Antler Island, thank you. That, that fight where like Fitz ends up, that's like how the people know Fitz. <laughs> When he gets his own song. <laughs> oh. The song of Hitler Island. Yes, can we please compose a tune? <laughs> we can just start singing it. <laughs> Ashley will be like, I quit. I can go dig the recorder out from my uh, bag in the living room. I think, I think Starling gives the words in the third book. Well, yeah, she like sings the, the whole song. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> but I can't remember if it's you actually have the words or if it's like just described. No, there's I think there's there's definitely words. I think there's words. But is it is it that or is it like the whole thing of what he does? Oh, is it his whole I don't remember. I think it's like the whole thing. We'll find out. We'll find out because well, we still know nothing cuz yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've got a couple more sex scenes to go. Poor oh, Ashley. <laughs> Lord. All of this stuff just makes me feel like, man, my memory is garbage. I know. Or... Well, I mean, it was I a like long time. Yeah. Yeah. I was, we were Not reading ten, these like books when, we were reading these books when uh, A Dance with Dragons came out. Yeah. <laughs> That's. That's the long, how long we've been. Yeah. Been. I mean, and I've never, and I haven't reread this trilogy since. No, I haven't either. So this is only my second read with so, many years in the middle. And, and of course, when I read this first trilogy, it's not until the Tawny Man trilogy that I like really fell into the fandom. Like I read these books and I was like, yeah, they're good. They're cool. I like them. And then I read the next one because I was obviously interested. And then I was like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Good times. Thank you, British Paul. Thanks, British Paul. Always the patron saint of Buckkeep Radio. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys later. Chapters. What are we on? What are the chapters? 14, 14 through, through 20. 20. 14 through 20. Uh, I'm Rachel, and you can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on, on Instagram. 
I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Jenny, and you can find me at JennySlife87 on Twitter and Faceless Spray on Instagram. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.